Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I know we've talked plenty of times before about the housing situation in this country and trying to get on the property ladder, but one couple found their own solution. Barry is with us on uh, on the line today. Barry, tell me, um, how did it come about, first of all, that you, you moved on to a barge? Good afternoon, Andrea. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah. Good afternoon to your listeners. Um, I suppose we um, we took a small break on a barge um, while we were living uh, in a house and uh, we just loved the idea of the lifestyle and uh, yeah, we decided that uh, we would uh, try it out for a while and see how we got on and it went very well. So that's why we're still here. And when you say you were living in a house, were you renting at the time or? We were renting accommodation yeah. in Drumcondra in Dublin, yeah. yeah. So obviously the prices of everything was going up and up and up and we didn't really see a way to get onto the property ladder uh, so we just kind of thought that you know the living on a barge might be a good good way to do that to start out anyways you know So you're the, the whole you know between trying to pay rent and save a deposit and yeah. apply for mortgages and you just fed up of it really Come through all the hoops yeah. yeah yeah. what's mm. life like living on a barge? Uh, yeah, it's great. Uh, we really, really enjoy it. Um, there's like a real closeness to nature. Um, there's always like herons or ducks around when you open your kitchen window in the morning. And um, it's uh, nice to have the freedom to be able to move around on the barge. Uh, it's also kind of a, a very, it's an alternative lifestyle. It's not for everybody, but uh, it's a sustainable one. You know, it's very eco-friendly and um, environmentally sustainable. Uh, lifestyle which really appealed to us. So it was something you were looking for and this just came along at the, the right time? Yeah, just something a, a little bit alternative um, and it was just a decision that we made yeah. and um, yeah, we went for it and it, it's brilliant. How long did you say you're on the barge now? Uh, we're on the barge two years. Two years? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's... Uh, yeah. And where where are you 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 mainly kind of docked, Barry? So we're down in Salins. Um There's a number of houseboats down here. Uh, very good community down here, which really appealed to us as well. Of course, we didn't know that when we moved on first, but very good community around the place. People are always looking out for each other and uh, and keeping an eye on everyone else's boat. And I'd say within three weeks, we knew everybody down up and down along the towpath there in Salins. And when you say good community of like um, permanent resident dwellers, basically. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's there's some people that are on and off, not permanent. There's other people that are permanent. There's people from all different walks of life. Uh, and I think the thing that kind of bonds us all together is the fact that we live on a boat. So uh, that's always the topic of conversation yeah. and really opens up yourself to having a great community spirit. And they're also part of the wider community here on, in Salins. There's people that are involved with the tidy towns and uh, community groups like that. So it's not just, we're not just a separate community, separate to Salins. We're part of the, the whole Salins mix and the, the housing mix down here, we feel. In terms of, you know, opting to, to buy a barge um, over a house, like, I mean, in terms of, the, you know, cost effectiveness is no, I'm sure there's no comparison, <laughs> but the kind of day-to-day extras, Barry, are the things that you hadn't maybe yeah. foreseen. Tell yeah. me about that. 
it's not really for everybody. There's things you have to take into consideration. Like I was saying, it's a sustainable way of living and uh, eco-friendly. Like we generate our own power through solar panels and there's people that generate it through um, wind as well. So you have to be very conservative of your water and your services. Like uh, we have a water tank on the front of the boat. So once every week or 10 days, we have to go up and fill our water up at a tap here and then come back down. That could take an hour and a half or two hours, depending on how long um, it takes to, to get in and unmoor and moor back up. So there's other things to be thinking about. You're also off grid, so you need to get rid of your wastewater from your toilet that gets pumped into a pump station here as well. And that happens every once a week or 10 days. So there's a lot of a lot of things to consider. There's yeah. also uh, when a boat is full, a boat is full. So you can't keep buying stuff and bringing it on. You have to be very careful about uh, what stuff you buy, you know. I imagine the toilet situation is probably a, a common enough topic, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> it uh, yeah, it always comes back to that. That's the main topic really? of the conversation with, with boaters, yeah. I mean, like, we're lucky enough here that we, we have pump-out facilities uh, close to us. It still takes us 20 minutes to get down there to do that, but um, there's, um, uh, there's very few pump-outs on the canal system here. Um, on the Grand Canal so you could be if you were out travelling you could be travelling for a couple of days uh, before you reach a pump out that's working so you have to be cognizant of that as well Yeah, I, I have a genuine question in Barry um, from a listener okay. a listener says it's, it is a genuine question they're not being funny yeah. Will you, please ask Barry how do the barge guys get their post? Um, so uh, we have kind of um, an an area down uh, near the jetty. We're on a soft bank mooring, so that's just moored up on grass. But there is a jetty as well, which has a number of boats on it. And there's some um, post boxes there. And that's how a lot of people get their posts into into that post yeah. box system there. But there isn't, um, you don't have a, an air code as such. You know, you kind of rely on um, on post to, to uh, bring your post down there. Now, I know that there's some boats that, um, have to get posts sent to other people so that they can pick them up. You know, uh, if you need a, an air code or that, you, you might have to get it sent to somebody that has an air code. You decided to make the move um, to barge living, Barry, as you said, two years ago because of the whole difficulties around trying to get in the, the property ladder. But you're now facing um, another complication over fees for the barges. Tell me about this. Yeah. So um, there's new bylaws that um, Waterways Ireland are uh, trying to bring in, uh, and they they encompass a lot of things. Uh, some some good, some not so good. It depends on boaters' situation. Um, so the the fees are going up from, um, let's say, um, in Grand Canal Basin, they're going from five seven eight up to seven thousand five hundred. Um, so it's for the year, Barry, the, is it? Yeah, so it goes up to four thousand, and then uh, incrementally up over the next five years, seven thousand five hundred. Uh, so there's different price categories for different areas that you're in. Uh, they don't necessarily look at what is service, or what has services, and what doesn't have services. But it's more about um, so anything out as far as Fallon's, let's say, has a, a cost, and then Path that has another cost. Um, so we're kind of every boater is in a different situation so like the I have a neighbour here who's 
uh, in his late 60s. He has some health issues and his, his mortgage fees are going to go from 200 up to 2,500. You know, the day that they're signed, that's going to be, they'll, they'll come looking for that money. So there's a lot of boarders that maybe are able to pay some more, some that aren't, and uh, we just kind of have to advocate for everybody um, that's on the water and living on a boat. And does it matter if you're a full-time resident? or Like, I know a good few people that have um, mm. barges as, you know, boats as, like, holiday, kind of a part-time um, thing. If they're yeah, the same so fees? Yeah, no, there's different fees. So you'll have a permit where you can um, bring your boat on, but you're going to have to move it constantly. So you won't be able to moor it up for any um, length of time. And then you have a houseboat permit as well. So there's different fees, even though, you know, the boat beside me might be paying uh, €300 Euro for their canal permit and would have to move it every now and again. Um, you know, our fees would be more than that, um, you know, five times that amount where we are. Have you been given a reason why they've been brought in? Uh, well, I think Waterways Ireland, they, they employed KPMG to do a report, a study on um, other canals in Europe. And I think they want to try and bring it in line with that. And um, now they kind of talk about the Scottish canals a lot um, and the fees that have been paid there. But in the Scottish canals, you have, like I said, that we only have four pump-out facilities working on the Grand Canal, whereas on the Clyde Canal, they have 26 uh, pump-out facilities. And uh, we were also in contact with people over there, and they have uh, a lot of uh, parking, laundry, sh- uh, shower blocks, stuff like that. So we don't have any of that. Uh, so we were just kind of thinking that the comparison doesn't really add up you know if um if they're getting all those facilities and there's a payment for that and the facilities we have we pay for on an by use basis basis Mm. as well so if we go and use our pump out we pay per pump out uh with an irish waterways card so um yeah i think that's why they're bringing them in there's also uh some things about health and safety which is very good yeah um and there's some very good things in the bylaws it's just we feel that it's a little bit broad brush and uh, there's a lot of things in there and it's not really a pick and choose. It's, um, you know, they're either fine in or not fine in. So and have you had any consultation with waterways? a consultation going on. Um, so they, they had public consultation over the last three months. Uh, a couple of meetings um, where you would go into a room and, meet up but it was more of an information based meeting there's no notes taken about uh, how you felt about uh, the situation it was just more of an informal chat they have a submission um, uh, submissions available online on their website so you can uh, log on to waterways.ie and make a submission but um, they've told me there isn't really a threshold for a submission so it's kind of done on a common sense sort of grounds you know if somebody makes a submission it doesn't matter if there's 10 about one thing and there's one about another uh, they'll just go with, with what they feel is uh, most common okay. sense. Well, there are looking boat. powers as well aren't they to even fine boaters too? Oh yeah so there's they're um, trying to enact the 150 euro on the spot fine um, for people that are um, not adhering to the bylaws but that's not just Houseboats, that's anybody. We're all boat users, yeah. So, okay, fair enough. Well, kayakers and fish, people fishing, or uh, they're, 
they were talking about uh, removing um, horses from the towpath as well. So okay. You wouldn't be able to bring horses down the towpath. So there's there's uh, fines that are going to be uh, put in place. And we've also, <clears throat> there's also in the bylaws that um, inspectors will be able to come onto your boat and carry out an inspection of your boat without any prior warning. So that's a little bit concerning for us as well. There's um, communities up around Confi there with, um, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, okay. communities up around Confi where they have, uh, I know three families that have children under the age of three and they have their community set up there and they're kind of afraid that um, we're going to be pushed out of the communities that we're in. So that's a big concern. Okay. Listen, Barry, you're facing about the, the set of your fees going to go to, you said, to roughly about €7,500. Can I just ask, what's the ballpark roughly for um, people that are considering life in a, you know, life in a boat full time? Um, well, my fees down in Sands won't be as, as uh, big as 7500 They'll be going up to 1500 But there's also the other things that you have to take into consideration. So, as I said, there's time involved in going to do your pump out, going to get water, fuel costs. There also you have to um, uh, use solar panels to get your own electricity. But there's uh, uh, an outlay of cost there in the solar panels. Also, your batteries, uh, they're a finite resource. So as the batteries go down, you have to spend more money to get batteries. You have to get conditioning systems. You have to get um, a, a lot of accessories to your electrical system. Uh, so you can usable on the boat. So yeah. there is there's quite a lot of additional costs that goes with it. There. Yeah, I've 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 no doubt about it. Barry, listen, it's been a pleasure to chat to you. Thanks a million for uh, for raising that with us today. Lunchtime live with Andrea Gilligan weekdays at midday on News Talk.